98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has stressed that she attaches great importance to Hong Kong's status as an international city, saying she's been sending monthly reports to the international business and consular communities here to brief them on the SAR's pandemic situation. When asked why she had sent a letter to the International Business Committee yesterday and whether it came too late, she said she had often engaged with the community. Mrs. Lamb said she believed it would be useful to provide a consolidated reply to the community's concerns over Hong Kong's COVID policies. To give them a consolidated picture is something that I find uh, uh, it is relevant and it may be regarded as useful. And actually, um, yesterday's afternoon, I've been given a lot of feedback that uh, they are very grateful for the chief executive's letter. Uh, they find it most um, uh, informative and encouraging, uh, but they also look forward to more concrete measures to be announced in due course. So it is not a question of whether this is done uh, uh, fast enough or too late. This is part of my ongoing work uh, as a chief executive to engage with important communities in Hong Kong. Separately, Mrs. Lam says around 32,200 civil servants have contracted COVID-19 as of Monday, accounting for about 17% of staff in the civil service. Speaking at her daily press conference on the pandemic, Mrs. Lam said more than 70% of the infected staff have already returned to work. The CE thanked civil servants, hospital authorities, staff and other workers providing public services for their contribution during the pandemic. She added that the government will accept well-meant criticism humbly, but will immediately hit back at accusations from people with ulterior motives. Government expert advisor Ivan Hung says Hong Kong could gradually relax social distancing measures when the epidemic further eases and when over 90% of the population are fully vaccinated. Speaking on a radio program, the University of Hong Kong professor said he believes Hong Kong has already reached herd immunity with the population either infected or vaccinated. He says when infection risks drop, officials can gradually resume evening dining services, reopen outdoor sports and leisure facilities and restart international travel. Looking at the number of new cases diagnosed every day, Together with the overall vaccination rate, if with two doses you can reach over 90%, then I think it will be a good time to gradually relax this infection control measures. Overall, I think the herd immunity is getting there, especially that the current circulating strain is the Omicron BA.2, which is probably the most contagious strain. And most people have been infected with that strain. So we are in a much better position to gradually open up. Health authorities have found about 670 preliminary positive cases during the overnight lockdowns of 10 buildings in Aberdeen, Tun Mun, Kwai Chung, Kun Tong, Wong Tai Sin and Chung Kwan o. About 8,700 residents were tested. There were also 95 cases that were deemed indeterminate. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says officials are getting the Penny's Bay Isolation Facility ready to receive elderly COVID patients who can take care of themselves but still need close monitoring. Here's Todd Harding. Speaking on a radio show, the health chief said hopefully the arrangement can start this month. Professor Chan added that some elderly patients with mild symptoms can still isolate at home if they can care for themselves or their family can take care of them. On infection control measures, the minister said officials have to consider any relaxation carefully, saying a COVID rebound might occur if people don't keep their guards up.
The National Health Commission has reported the mainland's first two COVID-19 deaths in more than a year, both in the northeastern province of Jilin, as the nation faces its worst case upsurge since the pandemic began. The deaths were first reported in China on January the 26th, 2021. Officials reported 2,157 local infections and 1,713 local asymptomatic cases, which are counted separately. This is down from the previous day's tally of 2,388 and 1,742, respectively. Authorities also reported a further 71 infections and 110 asymptomatic cases that were imported. Taking a look at the weather forecast, mainly cloudy, but with sunny periods this afternoon and moderate easterly winds. Mainly cloudy again tomorrow. Currently at the observatory, temperature 25 degrees Celsius, relative humidity is standing at 75%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has called for comprehensive peace talks with Russia. He made the comments in a video address published online. Peace negotiations for Ukraine, meaningful, fair and without delay, are the only chance for Russia to reduce the damage from its own mistakes. I want everyone to hear me now, especially in Moscow. It's time to meet. It's time to talk. It's time to restore territorial integrity and justice for Ukraine. Otherwise, Russia's losses will be so huge that several generations will not be enough to rebound. Three Russian cosmonauts have arrived at the International Space Station docking the Soyuz capsule before joining American, Russian and German crewmates already on board. Despite the tension caused by the Ukraine crisis, the ISS mission is continuing as normal. Bill Nelson is the head of NASA. In space... We get along with the cosmonauts and the astronauts. It's a very professional relationship, and I expect that to continue. Whenever you have trouble on the face of the Earth, it makes it more difficult, but we've weathered this before. And remember, this cooperation started in the midst of the Cold War. People are voting in East Timor's presidential election on the country's 20th anniversary of independence from Indonesia. There are 16 candidates, including, for the first time, four women. The BBC's Rebecca Henske has more details. The frontrunner is Nobel laureate and veteran politician Jose Ramos Horta. His closest rival is the current president and resistance hero Francisco Guterres. During the campaign, both Ramos Horta and Guterres vowed to invest more in education and agriculture as a way to move away from the country's reliance on oil and gas. East Timor has been plagued with political infighting and its leaders criticised for failing to use the country's rich natural resources to lift people out of poverty. The Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has traveled to the United Arab Emirates in his first official visit to another Arab state since the conflict in Syria erupted 11 years ago. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. 
The red carpet was rolled out for President Assad in the UAE as he met the Gulf state's leaders. The images of diplomatic warmth, a far cry from the pariah status the Syrian leader held within the Arab world just a few years ago. The UAE once backed rebel fighters trying to overthrow Mr Assad. But more recently, it's been spearheading efforts to bring Syria back into the Arab fold. Mr Assad has barely left Syria in the past 11 years. His trips confined to the two major backers, Iran and Russia, that kept him in power. Now, our look ahead to this weekend's English football action. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. Premier League leaders Manchester City and second place Liverpool have a weekend off the drama of the title race as the FA Cup quarterfinals take centre stage. City face a fellow top flight side in Southampton who have suffered three straight league defeats. As for Liverpool, they take on an informed team from the second tier of English football. Nottingham Forest are pushing for promotion from the Championship this season. They knocked out Arsenal in the third round and then defending FA Cup champions Leicester City in the fourth round. Meanwhile, Chelsea are also in FA Cup quarter-final action as the players continue to prove they're not being distracted by the club's off-field issues. After beating Lille in the Champions League on Wednesday, they now take on Middlesbrough, who have beaten Manchester United and Tottenham in this season's FA Cup so far. In the other last eight games, struggling Everton are looking to build on their huge Premier League win over Newcastle when they take on Crystal Palace. Elsewhere, away from the FA Cup, the race to grab fourth place in the Premier League continues. Arsenal, who are currently in that final Champions League qualification place, take on Aston Villa. And it's seventh against sixth when Tottenham hosts their London rivals, West Ham United. Rugby Union Six Nations Championship concludes this weekend with France bidding to win their first trophy for more than a decade. Victory over England in Paris tonight would not only give them the title, but the Grand Slam too. Defeat for France would allow Ireland to snatch the trophy with a win over Scotland. France finished second in the championship last year with three wins from five games. We'll just finish off with the weather again. Mainly cloudy, coastal mist at first, sunny periods in the afternoon, moderate easterly winds, warm during the day on Monday and Tuesday. It will be cool with showers on Wednesday. Temperature right now, 25 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity, 75%. And that's the news from RTHK. You're
Sweet 1972 chart topper for them, Blockbuster, here on RTHK Radio 3. Getting us started for the second hour of Saturday Afternoon Classics, Simon Wilson sitting in for Michael Lance. He'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, looking for your request. Double three double eight two six six is the number if there's something you'd like to hear. Is Tyrannosaurus Rex, twentieth century boy. 